there, this is Bex with Fun Kids Meet, the podcast where we meet amazing people. And this week you can hear my chat with the awesome duo of Jane Marlowe and Lisa Campbell, all about their brand new release, Inside Story, How the News Works. So I started off by asking them how they came up with the idea for the book. Well, it came about actually during lockdowns quite a while ago now. So um, we were working on another big project for ITN. It was the 65th anniversary. Um, and we weren't seeing many colleagues. We were trying to kind of bring everyone together. We thought, what a great way to celebrate success by telling 65 stories across 65 years. And there were such fascinating stories from the history of ITN, from the moon landings to all kinds of you know brilliant stories about wildlife. Or So we... I was talking to some publishers thinking this would make a great book. There's so many fascinating stories there. And we were pitching a few ideas actually. And and I also happened to just start talking about my kids who were driving me slightly mad during lockdown as as everybody I'm sure <laughs> felt the same. And we all spent a lot of time with our kids during lockdown, didn't we? And, you know, mine, uh, two boys aged 12 and 14 at the time, you know, in between eating me out of house and home and using my bed as a trampoline, they were giving me lots of interesting facts uh, that they'd read on the internet. And, you know, a lot of the time they weren't true, but they were, you know, it was harmless fun. But then there were quite a few occasions where actually I realised it was quite damaging. You know, there's a lot of misinformation around COVID. They were both quite into protein shakes and they were sort of telling me, you know, how you can get these muscles overnight and whatever. So I realized actually it's so important that children have information that they can trust. And especially when it's on, you know, health issues particularly. So, and I thought, you know, I'm not the only parent in this position. You know, I hear it from other parents that children just believe what they read on the internet. And if their friend has sent a link, well, it's a hundred percent true, isn't it? So found it really difficult to talk to my kids to say, you know, how to find the trusted source of information, why it matters. I mean, of course, no one listens to their mum, but I thought we need to do something about this. If I'm working in a news organisation and I'm finding this difficult, then, you know, so many people must must need some, you know, some guidance here. So this is something that I, you know, discussed with a publisher. And I think because it was locked down and there was lots of misinformation around COVID, they were like, yeah, that's the kind of idea that we want to go with. So, um, yeah, so then the idea was born and um, Jane on our team took on the writing task and uh, and c- can talk more about the fantastic content in there. Yeah, so this is how the news works. And it tells us everything from the beginning of time, like when when news kind of started to become a thing from messengers to now and the future as well. Yeah. So so this you've you've covered a lot of history in this book, Jane. We wanted it to be a complete overview that gives children the context of news and the idea that it doesn't it hasn't begun and ended with social media. You know, we start off the book with a timeline about um, how news began and there's this great drawing of a saber-toothed tiger and a caveman (laughs) standing on a cliff and the importance that getting the news that the tiger was in town back to the community was, you know, it might have been slower the way they delivered it in those days, but it was equally as important. And that's like probably the first instance of how news is delivered. And it's just, I mean, the emphasis in terms of history is that it's just got faster and faster. Mm -hmm. You know, that's been the imperative. So, uh, yeah, so we started with history, but we didn't want to leave all the sort of the difficult subjects untackled as well. Like Lisa was saying, you know, disinformation, misinformation, what's the difference to that? How do you use examples to bring that to life for the audience, 8 to 12 audience, that they're going to relate to and find interesting, that's going to stick with them? So yeah, we cover a lot of ground. Yeah, I was really interested in the book. You mentioned 
mention different news sources like say that BBC and ITN are meant to be independent and impartial mm. but some places maybe less so maybe they have a certain yeah. way of reporting something and what you do is you're very good at giving kind of kind of not fake case studies but you're kind of like giving stories and giving examples like that's right. The citrus yeah. news, I noticed. Yes, yeah. that's right. So my background is also uh, a journalist and a script writer and sort of anything to do with writing, really. So I've always been really engaged in the um, the power of narrative and storytelling. So we wanted to use that a lot in this book to to bring it to life and not just have, you know, dry little explainers about, you know, X, Y, Z, but, you know, use real living examples that people, hopefully, will make the children laugh a little yeah. as well as they're learning. Just... Um, create scenarios that they might find identifiable like you know sort of student situations and stuff like that and we wanted to make it really you know the kind of book you can dip in and out of you don't have to read it from start to end so a fun little quiz might attract your attention or you know a fun fact or you know ask me anything that that one of our presenters Charlene White sort of heads up so you know what's sports washing what's green washing mm. so it's really you know it, I think it's a really fun read that whatever grabs your attention there's lots of little bits and elements and bite-sized things and lots of things on careers as well um so you know, yeah. not just fake news and impartiality. We're, we're sort of trying to open up the world of, of news to a broader audience, you know, that it, make it feel accessible mm-hmm. to more kids to think, is this a career they want to pursue? And it's not just about being a newsreader or a presenter. You can work in all kinds of fascinating roles that probably lots of people don't know exist. Um, there's so, a great pick isn't it, at the top of the book where we just wanted to set before we go into sort of detail about who does what it takes you through all the job titles basically yeah so many different editors how do you differentiate no between all those people so yeah there's you know for people who watch the news on tv uh they might think oh well charlene just sits down and reads reads it out but there's a whole huge team of people behind them that work in that process and as soon as, soon as the show's over it all starts again so everybody from uh producers who help work up the stories the editors who over oversee the bulletin the tech people who deliver it to um uh, to broadcast and on digital platforms it's a it's a huge effort and uh yeah it never stops I was surprised actually because I was you have a lovely little bit where it's how how does kind of a, a VT work how does um, a news item work and yeah. the, the item you, you use is a, a whale that's been yes discovered. that's right and it's amazing to see all of the people who go into making this video yeah. about the whale in a it come to life and it was like editors graphic designers mm. research it's I honestly was like oh I'm going to appreciate the news a lot more yeah. now I that think, was, and that's really imp- important actually because you know so one of the the people that my kids follow is is Dylan Page um and he's a you know young guy in his in his 20s who basically rounds up the news from his bedroom and you know which is great is you know and there's there's an audience for that and there's a there's a, a purpose for that and, you know it but it's one person in their bedroom and i think that's something i'm trying to get across mm. to my kids as well is is that there are scores and scores of people involved in this. You know, there's eyewitness journalists. We're not just taking information and going, oh, that's true. We're investigating it ourselves. We're, we're there on the front line so we can say exactly what's happening and bring that to viewers and people on digital platforms. You know, that is so crucial. It's not just one person. It can't be one person's view and one person's collation. It has to be a whole team of people. And, 
you know, even lawyers saying, well, you, you know, that's not impartial, that you're not being independent, you're being a bit one-sided here. There are so many important roles that means it's all about trust. And and that's the kind of crucial thing, you know, for ITN is the kind of value of being a public service broadcaster. Mm. So it's it's therefore, we don't have opinions, we let people make their own minds up. and, And I think it's getting across some of those things in a world where, it's very noisy on social media. Everyone has their opinion. So having someone in a very, you know, clear, independent way that you take that information away and you decide. It is fascinating, isn't it, to see that the yeah, the idea that you having one person and especially online now, people will go to, to the websites and to go online for their news, but you need that group setting, right? Yeah. And I think that that little segment that you refer to, the day in the life of the reporter, really shows the checks and balances that mm. are in place during that process. And, uh, you know, impartiality can be quite a difficult thing to explain in, you know, sort of in in layman's terms and in terms that are accessible for a younger audience as well. But hopefully, you know, by illustrating how it's done, the role of the editor who's um, interrogating the, the reports that come in as well, hopefully that shows the process that goes into it. And as Lisa was saying, it's not just one person saying, oh, I think this is news, let's get it on air. It's like, this might be news, let's investigate, let's ask different people for their opinion, put different sides of the story and then present it. So um, yeah, that's hopefully what we've shown. I did enjoy Charlene pops up every now and again, little little cartoon version of her. Yeah. And there are some questions she answers in that, which, or maybe you helped to answer as the writer, which I was like, yeah, I didn't know this. Like the difference, for example, between, I guess, a producer and editor or also a journalist a reporter and a correspondent because yeah. in my head they were kind of all the same thing yeah. but yeah it's good to have that described to me as well yes there are lots of I think there's lots of different terminologies that pop up that we just use thinking we know mm. what they mean and then just to have that written down as an explainer and also I think um, another feature that I think was really hopefully really useful for uh, the audience is the um, talking about citizen journalism because now as as children start to get on social media depending on their age of, of course it's very easy for somebody just to film a clip of something happening and put it online uh, for others to see and then share but yeah. without the context around that clip it can be quite misleading although you know citizen journalism is very valuable it's a really, you know, it's an embedded part of our, you know, um, journalism ecosystem now. But it's good to know we lay out the sort of the pros and cons, what to look for, when to trust it and when to be a li- little bit more inquisitive about where it's come from. You also have a quiz at the back of the book of what job you should do. Yeah, what was yours? Did you yes, do it? I did do it. Oh, I love a quiz. I was, <laughs> I was there immediately. Um, and I am obviously presenting the show. I present on Fun Kids uh, and I got editor. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Reading the description, I was like, yeah, that's fair enough. I Yeah, everything mm. that you described an editor, I was like, yes, I would, I would say that's the same thing. Did you guys do the quiz as well? Yep. What did you get, Lisa? I got editor too. Did you? <laughs> do you know, I don't think I did do the quiz. But what, what really intrigued me was uh, the idea of being a director. I think, you know, just getting under the skin of what the director does with all the, in, when, when the show's going to air, mm-hmm. with all those buttons in front of, uh, of them, um, making those selects of all the images. So I don't know what I'm most suited for, but I think that would be the most attractive. Because there is a really good picture in the book of the gallery. And that's, yeah. I guess, where all the video screens are. And I've seen that on TV before of like when people pretend to go behind the scenes of TV shows. But I had no idea, again, what happened. It just looked hectic. 
Mm. And it's a great, you know, you've, you've gone to lengths in the book to make it interesting, but also accessible. And you do, I did walk away thinking, I'd quite like to work in a newsroom, actually. I think I could do this, but <laughs> it's, it's harder work than it looks, I yeah. imagine. I think it's it's great when we can take people behind the scenes in this way. And, and a gallery is a really exciting place, actually. It's There's such a buzz in there because it's, it's live television. Mm. So anything can go wrong at any time. And the anchor is sitting there with their headphones listening to the directions from the gallery at the same time as they're talking about a report. And it's just such a skill yeah. mm. to, to listen and speak and taking information and ask this question. And, and it's, uh, it's fascinating. And, you know, I've sat in there when they've lost the link to Washington and they're, <laughs> you know, all of this scurrying behind the background and they're going to another item. And, you know, my heart was pounding when I was sitting there and, and they're all taking it in their stride yeah. and there's no, nothing to see here. And, you know, but it's, it's brilliant. And, and actually, we're also doing a competition on the back of the book and um, we're going to ask kids to do a, you know, a short news report. It's very accessible to everyone. They can, you know, they can draw a picture, they can do a report about their dog, they can do a radio report and uh, we'll have five winners and we'll invite them into the studio so they can see, you know, they can sit in the gallery mm. and feel that buzz there. They can sit in the presenter's chair and have a go at yeah. reading from the auto cue. So, um, so yeah, there's, there's, there's lots of things that we're trying to do to really bring this to life for children. That was one of the tasks in the book, actually, wasn't it? Where we, and there's a, a segment called On Assignment. And uh, in one of them, we, we wanted the readers to understand just how difficult it is. As you've got your headphones on now, maybe somebody's talking to you, <laughs> yeah. but you've got to try and, you know, talk coherently and take instructions. So we, we suggested maybe that they get a friend to call them up so they're on the phone and they try and talk and read from a book or something like that at the same time, yeah. just to give them that experience of how tricky it is to keep hold of your words. It is quite tricky to have, like you said, to have those kind of three things going on in your head at once. Mm. I did. I was also fascinated that even though you think everything's very technical and, and the presenter has the auto cue in front of them, uh, you also have a piece of paper just in case it all kind of falls <laughs> apart. Yes, that's right. I love that. I was like, okay, yeah. just, just you yeah. never know, old school. And log back up yeah why not <laughs> and but uh, having said about that and everything is very technical you also talk about the future mm. of of news and of course we've mentioned like citizen journalism online what where do you think it's going what do you think will happen next well, we also talk about ai yeah so, so that's that's the kind of big ending really to the book and uh that's changing in fact we we put that in didn't we jane last yeah. really last minute because it kind of you know chat gpt suddenly sort of emerged on the scene um, and the impact of that on journalism is is a is a whole other story. Mm. I think it's a whole yeah. other book, actually. Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, but we do talk about that in the book. Because yeah. it impacts not only truth around words and facts and that kind of thing, but obviously, you know, deep fake pictures that are circulated so widely. And as the technology just grows and grows, it's going to be just so much harder to spot what is real and what has been generated by AI. So, yeah, it's a really, yeah, as Lisa said, that's the new book. Yeah. <laughs> if we really had some top tips for people maybe maybe listening right now and they're thinking how do I know when I'm reading something online whether I should question it or not I know one of your tips is for example to check the URL yes. and to like make sure just have a little look around and look what else they're featuring but do you have any other top tips that we can think about when we're looking at researching for news articles you mentioned the URL so just to make sure that the site isn't masquerading as a trusted news source so you're not at um, nti.co.uk or something like that or you know so you, you're actually on the website that you, you want to be on mm -hmm. are there any markers at the top where it does say some of them do say you you know, this is this website is meant to amuse and entertain. So the stories are often quite out there and, and 
fairly obviously for a grown-up audience, I think, um, funny. Mm -hmm. But for a, a, a child who doesn't know the background to the joke, let's say, if it's a news joke, that can be quite hard. So those disclaimers are quite useful as well. Good to know. All right. Um, and it is just such a lovely book, guys. And we should also say the illustrations are wonderful. Um, yes. You, Terry really, has done a brilliant job, I have to say. Really brings it to life. Yes. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, and yeah, absolutely loved the book so, so much. Uh, thank you so much for telling us all about it. Uh, How the News Works is out right now. Everybody can go and grab a copy wherever it is they get their, their books from. Uh, Lisa and Jane, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. That was the brilliant Jay Marlowe and Lisa Campbell chatting to me all about Inside Story, How the News Works, their brand new book. Uh, you've been listening to Fun Kids Meet. This is the podcast where we meet amazing people. And remember, you can hear more outstanding authors like Jane and Lisa on the Fun Kids Bookworms podcast with me every other Wednesday. See you soon. Bye. Bye.